What's up, you guys? Uh, July 4th, happy 4th of July. Excited to have you guys here. We're doing an impromptu uh, intro here at the Comedy Store, because we had a show last night, and uh, we didn't record the intro yet. So this week, special edition, 4th of July, with a very funny guy. Um, couple quick reminders, out in Naples and Marco Island, so come out to that show if you're out in Naples. That's going to be in August. September, I'll be in Sunnyvale of the first weekend of September in Sunnyvale, California. And then Vermont Comedy Club in Burlington in December, as well as there's like uh, Hartford Funny Bone in November and Laugh Boston in November. So I'll have all those dates posted. Come out to those shows. Keep sharing. JLarsonComedy.com. JLarsonComedy on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, and creek Keep sharing those videos and telling people about the podcast. This week, July 4th, special edition, Justin Martindale. Super hilarious dude. Uh, you see him on E's House of Fashion. He's on E. He's got like four shows on E. And he's a great dude. I'm excited to have him. So please enjoy this week's episode with Justin Martindale. All right, let's just go. <laughs> let's, let's get into it. You know, well, I mean, let's just start podcasting because, you know, we could sit here and chat the whole time. This, but let's then, like, just do it for the podcast. Do it for the pod. You get it. Yeah. Oh, I get Justin it. Justin Martindale is the only person who comes makeup ready. I'm sorry. Am I a professional? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I had a, uh, I had to go shoot my other show, so. Yeah. I just didn't have time to take it all off. I mean, are you doing that daily? Do you go every day to do no, that? No, we tape it weekly. Oh, okay. Weekly, yeah. So we tape on Tuesdays, and, and then it comes out on Thursday on Snapchat Discover. I mean, I don't have a show, but how <laughs> great does it feel to have a show because we work so hard to get to a point where we have a show that when you have one because you said it so matter of factly I was like hey you cool if we do one and you're like can we do 130 because I'm going to be on set yeah. and I'm just like oh god that must feel so good to say doesn't it just well, to it, go in yeah. do work and then come and do more work yeah. that's fun yeah it's good to feel busy yeah man yeah. because I feel like it was like I don't know a year and a half ago when you were like not frustrated but constantly like I don't understand why is this not happening why is this not happening why is me it? yeah oh I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> and now you're just like you're a hundred percent professional I said to you when you came to the comedy store the other night you're like are you, are you I forget what you you just sat down you're like you then me I'm like yep and you're like all right and I'm like dude you look different everything you know like yeah, you, you just, said I looked fit and I looked good and you did and you were used to seeing me wasted every night I well, was like oh my god you used to be because that that's when you get a little blitz you get a little blitz because you're waiting around but see it was different because now that's why I love doing those early shows because you get in and you get out and that's and what I love I don't blitzed. need a you know. 12.45 Tuesday night spot, which and then somebody shows up and, oh, we all got bumped to like 1.45 and all that stuff. So yeah. I did that. I've done that. No. No mas. Now you get your spots. Get my and spot. the best is when you go do a spot, then come do that spot, then go do another spot, then you can go out. Yeah. Or go home. I mean, those Go to bed days. like an adult. Yeah. It's great. Who doesn't want that? Ugh. When did you move to LA? And from where? Uh, I moved out here 2005 from uh, Texas. Oh my gosh, where in Texas? San Antonio. Is San where I grew Antonio. Up. What's the deal there? I've never been. Um, <laughs> what is the deal there? Well, because um, people think they. I've heard people's take is that it's cheesy, like the Riverwalk is like cheesy and stuff. But then I've heard other people say, "Oh, like oh, stand up is cool in San Antonio." I've heard mixed reviews. I mean, it's a good place to grow up. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things to do outside. Like, you, you know, your kids can play in the backyard and, yeah. you know, it's, there's a lot of fun things to do. Is it green? Very green. Really? There's like, you know, SeaWorld is there, Fiesta Texas, which is like a Six Flags theme park is there. Yeah. There's, you know, uh, Schlitterbahn, which is the world's largest water park, which is like in New Braunfels, which is like 45 minutes away, which is dope. And I miss it. The hottest, coolest time in Texas. Come <laughs> play Schlitter. Bon, 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 bon. Yeah, it was great. Dude. You go tubing. I mean, there's just lots of Wait, stuff to do. Wait, tubing where? At that place? Or you, like, is you there a river? You can go tubing there. You can also go tubing down the Guadalupe River. I mean, By the way, the fact that you remember that jingle, it's like... It's weird. There's a Boston... <laughs> there's like a YouTube video of all the old Boston jingles from like when we were kids. Like, 1-800-54-GIANT. Like, there's all these different things. The fact that you remember that water park is it's so funny. It's embedded in yeah. my head. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely a little cheesy. I mean, the Riverwalk, it's beautiful, but 
Um, is it a real river there, or did yeah. they make that place? Um, it's a real river, but they've kind of like constructed it to like go around certain yeah. things. Yeah. But I mean, it's like Hollywood and Highland, but for Texas, you know. Yes, exactly. It's like they have like little river barges you can go down there. You, they have like um, like Fiesta, which is down there, which is like every April. It's like you know celebrating Texas's independence, and so it's cool. It's just like a Texas like. It's very... Um, the Alamo there? The Alamo is there, yeah. Is it a huge deal? No. I mean, is that something you had to learn in like third grade, though? They're oh, like, yeah. Fucking don't you goddamn forget this Alamo. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like Ozzy Osbourne peed on the Alamo and everyone was like, <gasps> set him on fire. <laughs> yeah, he got wasted one night after a concert and peed on the Alamo and got arrested. People were like, he's, he's, he's anti-American, anti-Texan. The Alamo itself is actually very small. Like yeah. you walk in there and you're like, huh. This is what they fought to save? Yeah. This tiny joint? This tiny little thing. But what was it? It was a mission. Oh, okay. I'm just going to give you all my Texas history today. It was a mission. I mean, I need it. Texas got its independence on March the 3rd, 1836, I believe. Oh, my God. I hope I'm right. 1836? Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So, it was his own country at that time? No, it was in Mexico owned it. And Texas was wanting to get its independence from Mexico. And then Selena died. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big jump. <laughs> Huge jump. We got our independence and then Selena died. I think it's funny that you say that because, you know, your shows that you do over at E uh-huh. are a lot of it's pop culture based, right? Yeah. Now, was that always something you were into? Because you got to like keep up with pop culture. You oh. have to, like, I mean, do you just love it or? It, it's I love it, but it's also like I'm finding out that like I'm it's kind of like cataracts in my eyes where it's like I have the best vision and then all of a sudden it gets a little cloudy and a little cloudier and you're like wait who who are we talking about and you're like oh we're talking about um you know F542 and you're like what is, is that a Star Wars character exactly is that a new droid who knows it could be it could be like the newest YouTube star or whatever and you're like wait what and they're like you don't know FK42 and you're like no I don't I don't know who that is yeah. And then people are like, "Well, you need to retire." <laughs> like, but I still do. Got- they give you sheets of info before you go to record. Like, hey, this is what we're going. to... I mean, you obviously know what you're going to talk about, right? Uh, not necessarily. I mean, they'll send me a sheet of like what the looks are for the week. But it's really funny because at the end, at the end of each episode, we have a weekly "What the fuck," which is like, "What, what are you wearing?" Yeah. And today's episode, I was just like, "Who is this?" Like, I had no idea who it was. It looked like it looked like Charo like had sex with Erica Jane from the Rural Housewives of Beverly Hills, and I'm just gonna leave it at that. All right. But I was People just like, like who yeah, who? Yeah. But like, Char- also, it's like if I mentioned Charo, like people are like, "What's Charo?" Yeah. And I'm like, "What? Coochie coochie?" What? Yeah. And then you're so it's just. But then know. I'm the old like antique person who doesn't know anything. But like even Selena, people are like, "Oh yeah, Selena Gomez." I'm like, "No, bitch." Yeah. Selena Quintanilla. <laughs> Before she didn't need a last name. Oh yeah, Selena. she was just Selena. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm a, a huge Selena fan. She died in a plane. No. <laughs> no. That was Aaliyah. Aaliyah. Yeah. Selena. Who Aaliyah. was Ecuadorian? Selena. No, Aaliyah. No, Aaliyah was black. Oh. What? You can't be black Ecuadorian. <sighs> Not today. Not. T- <laughs> I refuse. Not today. You I can't. refuse. No, I think you're talking about the te- the other Tejano singer. I can't remember her name. But she was in a plane as well. Yeah. And John Denver. And, yeah. And, and the day the music died. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could just... John Denver died in a plane, right? Yeah. God. He died He died in going Rocky Mountain High. And Roberto Clemente. And Richie Valens. And Buddy Holly. And the Big Bopper. And Payne Stewart. Wow. I mean... Some of these are private jets. Roberto Clemente <laughs> was dro- flying his own plane. Ugh. Bringing relief to people in... I think Puerto Rico mm. after a hurricane. God. Yeah, and, but Selena dying was my JFK as a kid. Is she from Texas? She grew up in Corpus Christi. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then like um was my became JFK. a town. She that really was. Just like not even. the teacher came I remember it was nineteen ninety four, I believe. Yes. March thirty first, nineteen ninety four. Why am I a March first? March thirty first. Oh, okay. And this woman busted into our biology classroom and she was like just crying she's like she's gone she was shot 
Selena's dad like she hadn't even died yet like or they didn't release that she had died but then they did and Who then shot that's her? her president of her fan club Yolanda Pinche Saldivar don't don't g- even give her that okay? uh, and to this day like so she, there was that whole standoff and standoff in the red car where she's like I killed my best friend and she was stealing money from her from her her fan club and then they caught her and then she shot her and killed her in a hotel room and then had and sat sat for like several hours in this like police FBI standoff and then they finally arrested her and to this day she still denies that she killed Selena. Now let me ask you this. Well yeah, she's clearly crazy. <laughs> this is like an episode of this is like sober history. Like it's not drunk history, yeah, it's just me totally. giving. Maybe I should do a drunk history on Selena. Was she Hello. Hello. I'm like, "All right. Pitches out there. I'll drink tequila." Um what the heck's the deal though? That was like she was president of the fan club, but Selena was involved with the fan club because most people aren't like there's money involved. Yeah. Like people were donating money to like because she had like a fashion line. She was going to be, and I'm sorry, but I'm going to say this. Had Selena stayed alive, there uh-huh. would be no Jennifer Lopez. So just think about that. Wow. I don't know, man. You mean J-Lo? J-Lo. Because. Uh-huh. Jennifer Lopez's first movie was Selena. Interesting. Isn't that weird? Yeah, that's a little weird. And Selena, her song, I uh, I Could Fall in Love, was her last song, and that was going to be the kickoff to her um, uh, English album debut. She was about to do an English crossover. Because everything she'd done before was all in Spanish? Pretty much, yeah. Damn. Do you yeah. speak Spanish? Un poquito. That means a little bit. I know what it means. <laughs> but I love that you were such a giant fan and you couldn't even understand the words. But that's what's amazing. Music I mean, that's has what no music language. Is. Yeah, no, of course. It is a language. I know. It, it's just fun. I have to explain it to my kids sometimes. I'm like, okay, so, yes, you're, some of your teachers speak Spanish. You speak English. I'm like, but music is a language. Yeah. And then I was trying to explain sign language to them the other day. I'm like, because we have this book about a, a boy who's deaf, and it's they say he talks with dancing hands. Hilarious. And I'm like, dancing hands <laughs> mean sign language. And the only thing I really know in sign is like, thank you. So I was teaching them this, and they're like, oh, okay, thank you. And they're like, and my daughter's like super blunt. She's like, he's a deaf person? I'm like, yeah. I I love your daughter's stories. I think she's crazy. She's crazy. When you talk about her on stage, it's so funny. I mean, I just (laughs) said She's your ride or die. She is my ride or die. She just, I just said this for the first time the other night. Um, You weren't, this was not on when we worked together Saturday. This was Uh Sunday. Like, my dad died, you know, like three years ago. And so... They know that, and like every now and then, like my son will ask about my dad. Like now, Grandpa Normie, did he? And I'll say stuff, and I'm like, yeah. And then my dad will be like, he's dead. <laughs> oh I'm like, God. yeah, we we know. Why do you have to? Why are you throwing that? Just like, reminding you, he's dead. Yeah, he's like, gone. Mm-hmm. All right, hardcore. God, are your grandparents all gone? Oh no, I just recently lost my grandmother in March. She died on March 9th. Everything's happened March 9th for you. The Alamo, the Alamo, Selena, Selena and my grandma, and my birthday. When's your birthday? March 20th. Good Lord. Pisces. Pisces. Yeah. Yep. Maybe that yeah, that's weird, huh? No, my I'm grandma sorry passed to hear that. away. How old was she? How I don't know. She was old. No, she had to be in her 90s. No, she was in her late 80s. Let's see. Yeah, she was... How do you remember when Selena died, Early 80s. but you can't remember My how old grand- your grandmother was? You <laughs> fucking pop culture slave. Unbelievable. She's she's 16, she's 16 years older than my mom. Because, like, back in the day, they had kids at 16. I mean... So, let's see. Was she married at 16? She was like 83 or 84. I'm counting. What are you, four? This is how my kids do it. (laughs) These are my magic hands. (laughs) Those are your dancing hands. My dancing hands. Wait, so she had your mom when she was 16? Yeah. Was she married? Yeah. This was in Texas? No, this was in uh, Tennessee. Oh. My grandmother and my grandfather lived in Tennessee. And my grandmother went to high school with Elvis Presley. Oh, really? And dated Elvis. No. In high school. And then they broke up. And then. No. Yeah. How long did they date for? I mean, it was just like high school, just for like a couple months or something. That's crazy. Did she have any stories? Oh, yeah. What was she say? Um, They were really good friends. 
Um, he would dance and sing in the cafeteria. Like he would get up on one of the tables and like be Elvis and all the girls were like, ah! no way. And then and your grandmother was like, let me fucking S that D. I don't think she got the D. Well, she had a baby at 16. She got the D from my grandpa. Yeah. Cecil. Could have had Elvis. You went with Cecil. Cecil, yeah. Elvis Presley, then Cecil. And then Cecil became Elvis's horse manager at the Circle G Ranch. No way. So my granddad, which is the tattoo that I yeah, have, Sugarfoot. So, yeah. So this is this is a fun story. So my mom's coming home from school one day, and my grandpa's like, by the way, Elvis is here with Priscilla, and he's looking for horses for the ranch, for Graceland. And uh, so they get there, and she, my grandpa has told Elvis, like, you can have any horse you want, you just can't take my daughter's horse. And there, he's like, okay, cool. And of course, I mean, and this sounds like a John Denver song, or some kind of <laughs> you can have any <laughs> horse you want, except <laughs> my daughter. Like Don't take the horse. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Um, and uh, and of course, Priscilla was like that one, which is my mom's horse. And so, mm-hmm. what are you going to say no to Elvis? And he's like, sorry, but I'm Elvis. Bye. And Listen, if day, I know anything about my daughter, yeah, Priscilla probably heard. Your grandfather say you cannot yes. any horse but that one. She's like, well, I want that one. Yeah. Well, she's a fucking Scientologist now, so that makes well, sense. There you go. Just saying. So yeah, for the for the life of me, my mom has just been wrecked about Sugarfoot. Just like really stupid bitch. Even How when I got this tattoo, she? I mean, she was probably like like nine or ten, something like that, when that happened. Yeah. It's like a little girl losing her pony. It's like, here's my pony. You know, we're just going to go put it down now. Like, Wait, did your grandfather, was his family like in ranching and stuff like that before? Or did that something he like got into? Well, my grandfather, um, he was in the military. And then uh, when he met my grandmother, they actually did competitive. They were competitive um, swing dancers. So they At, would what fourteen? <laughs> yeah. So they would travel around to like different like bebops and doo wops oh and compete. God. You know, like in you know you see those movies where it's like yeah, of course, yeah. And so they were those with the box TV camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were like bandstanders, and then like you know they would like compete to like these dance competitions. And so I'm like, oh well, that's probably where I get like my obsession with like dancing. Yeah. Or you know getting. Wasted and dancing, I don't know. Or hosting a dance show. Or hosting a dance show. Coming, coming out, out. Yeah. somewhere at some point. In January, probably. Yeah. That's what they said. Um, so, yeah, they were bandstand. They, I learned that at my grandmother's funeral. I was like, what? Like, had no idea. Well, that makes sense when they would have gotten. Did they get married before they had that bit, your mom? I'm pretty sure, yeah. No way. I, yeah. At, at 15? Yeah. Because the, the, the lifespan was like 19, you know? Well, you're know. talking about this like it's like the 1700s. No, it was, you know, it was the 1950s. Like, my, yeah, they got, yeah, my mom was, my mom was born in 1953. So this was like 19, late 40s, early 50s. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And then she had a brother and then he passed away when he was 16. Oh my so, gosh. How? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. He, um... He hanged himself um, or was found hanging in the shed, and then my grandmother found him. Oh. And so it was a suicide. Yeah. Because I think he was gay. That's what you think? Yes. Because I've always felt that. I always feel like a weird connection with my uncle, because I've never met him. Obviously, I wasn't born, but yeah. I think like back then in... Did you ever talk to your grandmother about it? No. It was just like this really like hush hush secret you know nobody talked about it we found the obituary in my grandmother's place for mm-hmm. my uncle and that was pretty weird because after she passed we all got to like rummage through all her yeah. stuff and we found the actual obituary in her bible of course and it said that um the police um called it a suicide but the family still did not acknowledge it as a suicide Jesus. They were well, like, if they no. weren't acknowledging the suicide, they definitely weren't going to acknowledge if he was gay. Right. Well, I'm sure. But I mean, you look like I look at pictures of him and I'm like, gay. Yeah. Like he's just, got, he's got that like Southern 16 year old gay face. I mean, let's think about it. What year are we talking here? Like this the was, 60s? Yeah. 
So I mean, early sixties. You, you take the. I think 60s, he died in sixty six, maybe. All right, so you take the sixties in Mississippi. Let's say Mississippi versus the sixties in either like San Francisco or New York or, you know, San Diego, maybe. Yeah. You know, it's a whole different ball. Yeah, game. the sixties in Mississippi. I mean, my God, you're getting the civil rights movement. Yeah. You're getting Martin Luther King marching through the streets. You're getting the Klan still being a thing. Not You're, just being a thing. Being I mean, like God. And rampant. Yeah. Like through the, I mean, my mom would tell me stories growing up about like her just walking home and seeing people in the trees. Like, oh my God. Like crazy shit. And I'm like, oh my God. And so, like, is that Uncle Sean? Huh? Yeah. I mean, God. I mean, and I remember. She even told me like when, you know, when Martin Luther King was assassinated that day, she was actually downtown when it happened and she was driving home. And so she was in her car when like people were scrambling, trying to get away. And then she got home and she just remember like, you know, neighbors down the street, people like applauding. Oh my God. That he was assassinated and stuff like that. And you're like, oh my God. And so, yeah, I, I could see definitely where he was scared and probably, like, felt different and felt like, you know, this isn't normal. And Well, yeah, because that's what's... You know, it's funny because we were about to talk about this off mic and that's so why I was like, let's just start recording. Yeah. Because, like, when I look at, like, the kids' books that I read to my kids, do you know how many have a gay-focused character in them? A lot now? None. None no. now? I mean, I'm sure they're out oh, there. I feel like there's... But, like, I mean, I don't know at what age... Do you know what age you realized or were like, oh, I think I'm gay? Or were you always felt that way? Or do you not come to realization? Or Because society puts almost everything out there that, hey, men are attracted to women. Right. Especially back then. Oh, there was yeah. never a gay character on television. No, 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 no. I mean, Liberace was straight. Liberace and was you're like, straight as fuck, dude. What? Yeah. And he's like, I love women and jewels. And you're like, wait a minute. Yeah. yeah that's it. Liberace. Liberace was and straight. What's his name? Um. Well, uh, what's oh god, I can't remember his name right and now. Now I'm very interested because that that impression looked amazing. But the um oh my god, he was on Hollywood Squares. Oh my god, I have to Google it. He was on Hollywood Squares. He was the middle square. He was the sassy one. He had the scarf around his neck. Oh. Um. I don't know. You know what I'm talking about? Not, sorry, I'm fail. Um, It'll come to you. Um, It'll come to me. But yeah, I mean, I just remember there was always something different and weird about me. And I didn't know what it was. And it being Pride Month, I will share it to, with everyone. Um, I feel like I found out, I figured I knew I was gay when I was watching He-Man. <laughs> and being like, all right. And then, like, Thundercats would come on. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, am I attracted to cat people? Dude, but everybody loves Thundercats. Yeah, but it, there was always something that I was attracted to with, like, masculinity, I guess. And, um, like, human being shirtless didn't hurt either. Even Skeletor was like, all right. Yeah, I like a dark, um, I like a dark side. Yeah. And then I think it was um, getting into, like, theater and having an outlet to express myself and play somebody else which kind of helped me with creativity Let me, see that's interesting that you say that because i always feel like the arts are a place uh where a lot of people in the gay community go and i always thought it was because it's art is such like a like a non-judgmental place for people to just be free yeah you're saying to be able to go play someone else is it because you had this fear of being yourself so you're like oh let me step out of being myself to go be something else or i think it was a little bit of like not being myself but not knowing who i was oh yeah so it's like if you get like a script in front of you or get you know you're playing you know some enchanted character in some play or like say if you're in midsummer night's dream or something and you Mm -hmm. get to play this like mythological creature or something like that you get to like make it your own and 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 you're not going to get judged for playing it because it's part it's part of the script you know what i mean like i remember my mom even told me this that when i was two years old she took me to go see a performance of dracula which is weird when i was two yeah and she remembers like and i vaguely remember like women 
and this is two years old. I remember women like running around with blood all over them and like white, it's white gowns, like screaming. And my mom was like, this might be a little too intense for Justin. And like, she looks over and I'm just like, <laughs> and she says, she goes, are you okay? And I said, I want to do that. I go, I want to do what they're doing. And she goes, be a vampire? And I was like, no, I want to do that, what they're doing. Oh, man. Because I thought it was just like a type of play, like you're playing around and being expressive. Yeah. And and, um, and then it was funny because like I ended up playing Dracula in a play back in high school. So oh, really? it just kind of was weird. Full but circle. I loved, I love, yeah, I love and theater. It's, it's a shame that if your uncle was gay, that you did, weren't able to have that role model around I to know. like, you know, uh, help you yeah. because like, let's just say my son's gay. I don't know, I don't know what that's like. Even though it's, I feel like, and you tell me, it's easier now to come out oh, with yeah. like so many people are supportive of pride and of the gay community and gay figures are everywhere in public office, yeah. playing professional sports. I mean, not as many as probably are saying but yeah. um, senators yeah married to women sorry to interrupt you guys but we got to keep the lights on this week's episode is brought to you by better help have you thought about talking to someone but are unsure of where to start better help makes it easy to connect with a licensed professional counselor caring professionals specializing in the issues that you want to talk about join better help and get help at your own time and your own pace i've said it a hundred times guys i've gone to therapy forever and i think everyone can benefit from you just for the fact that you're getting someone that has to listen to you you can schedule secure video and phone sessions or text your therapist worldwide and you can start communicating in under 24 hours it's a busy world you guys People are limited in time. People travel. This makes a therapist widely accessible to you. Scheduling is easy and it's simple. It's a truly affordable option. And listeners of my podcast get 10% off your first month with discount code ThruLine. If you've been wanting to talk, you can get started right now. Go to betterhelp.com slash ThruLine, T-H-R-U-L-I-N-E. That's betterhelp.com slash throughline. Simply fill out the questionnaire and get matched with a counselor you'll love. That's betterhelp.com slash throughline. I mean, they're everywhere. And it's just it's just still it's a shame. There was like some some guy in um, in Knoxville, Tennessee, who just said out loud that that uh, if you see a homosexual, that they should be executed because of the Bible, and it's 2019, and Tennessee, Knoxville, Tennessee is about to have their pride coming up, and they're having to like amp up security. To and it's just like what? Why are you empowering or? But also like, if that was like anybody else, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm gonna go. Let, let's go execute a demographic of people. Yeah. And everyone's like. You're right. <laughs> like, what? Well, I mean, if anyone is... Uh, but also, that's like, oh, dude, you have so many demons in your head. Like, you just hate yourself so much. It's And that's still a thing. That's what's so sad. It's totally the neighbor in American Beauty, you know? Yeah, for sure. It's like... Uh, well, it's also that people that, um, you know, I, and hey, if you find religion is a way to have faith and have belief and find purpose, that's, that's fantastic. Yeah. But the second you start thinking that it's right and everything else is wrong that's that's just that's insanity yeah you know that's complete insanity but it's i think it's awesome that they're going to have their pride yeah they have, I, mean, I mean you still got it i mean isn't we're not pride going anywhere doesn't happen at the same time everywhere across the country no no it's not it's not that it's not like the purge no. why do they always pick up their own why does everyone have their different times because it differs in different seasons yeah so it's like pride goes from june actually till november which is crazy so just when you thought it was almost over, no. <laughs> like Palm Springs has theirs in November because it cools down. Yeah, um, I think Dallas and like the uh, the southern cities are a little later in the year because it does cool down. So yeah. you're not like out in the hundred degree heat. Yeah, um, but like L.A., New York, I think Chicago Chicago is the thirtieth or that weekend of this month. So like all the major major cities are coming up. How do you know them all? You just love dates. I love, I love dates. I love dates. I wish I could go do all of them, but no. Um, what were her any of the, her other Elvis stories that she would share? 
He had a huge cock. You're so no, full just, of shit. <laughs> he called it hound dog. No, um, uh, How crazy is that? So then your grandfather, he didn't go to high school with her. They no. met swing dancing. Yeah. And there must have been some element of Elvis that was attracted to your grandmother because of the dancing and the swing. Well, it's weird because my grandmother looks a little like Priscilla. Really? Like, that's what's weird. Yeah. She had a little bit of like a Priscilla-esque vibe to her. Like she had jet black hair blue eyes hmm. and she did her hair like you know in the big yeah. blue font kind of stuff um the only really Elv- other elvis story that i know of is that he gave my grandfather a black cadillac which is what he gave like people on his team or on whatever. his team like yeah. a, you know a thank you he gave him a cadillac and so because he would get all the horses from him yeah or like he was just you know a good dude yeah he was like thank you and he gave him a black cadillac and when he died when Elvis died, um, people stripped the car. They knew Elvis gave him that car, and people stripped it and took the wheels, took the bumper, took the all the. All Holy the... shit! Yeah, and I'm like, damn it, I could be riding around in Elvis's car right now. No kidding. Yeah, that's badass. It's you know, badass when you give caddies to say thanks to people, and then people are like garbage and. That's Elvis's car. Take the bumper. Come yeah. on, Jethro. Get this tire. <laughs> God. Yeah. Man. So, if you think about, you know, what it was like for your uncle. So, when were you, when did you then come out? And who did you come out to first? Oof. Do you like talking um, about this or do you hate it? I came out in, I was kind of, mm, I was a little outed. Um, I went to a uh, very conservative school. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I had that summer of just, you know. Were other people coming out? Were people oh, coming no, out no, of no, high school? No, yeah. no, 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 no. This was, no. Um, you know, I, I, I dated girls, very popular girls. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I was the homecoming king and Mr. I was Mr. like late 90s high school. You yeah. know, like every late 90s high school movie, I was that guy, but didn't play football. Um, had all the parties. Um, at my house and you know it was just something that i always like kind of struggled with because it was i didn't really my parents didn't really like teach me about sex at all there was nothing sexual about I mean, anything first of all that didn't neither did mine yeah you know it was just my mom but there was no conversation right and i keep thinking like now that i have kids i'm like this is gonna be a goddamn conversation right and it's gonna go probably there's gonna be a lot of explanations and I, I know kids can learn so much more, but mainly it's going to be like, do not get anyone pregnant yeah. and don't you get pregnant. Right. Because I'm sure that's a gift for a lot of people, but it's also a huge headache and decision of for people's lives. So don't be idiots. Right. And, you know, I mean, what else do, do I need to like talk about? How to satisfy? You don't talk about that shit, right? No, I feel like that's, you gotta learn that. Yeah. Okay. But like, I didn't, I didn't masturbate until I was like, 16 or 17 years old i mean and i then, was old too but i was like 14 but, but see that's the thing i like people are like i was 12 and i'm like what oh, yeah i know people like at nine and ten i remember getting boners and being like ah, this is weird but i didn't know how to like like no one told me like my parents were just like oh just go to bed <laughs> i had so many wet dreams i had it so many crusty a, socks yeah it became a thing that i loved <laughs> i was like oh man i can't wait to go to bed i'm hoping i'm gonna have a wet dream. And then when I learned how to do it, it was just like my dick almost fell off. Like it was just chafed and just raw. Yeah. So and what, were you just confused by sexuality? Yeah. Or? Yeah. I mean, it was never talked about. I remember seeing like, I remember when I, like I went over to my friend's house and watched a porn, like their parents had like a porn, yeah. a VHS porn. And I remember watching and just being like, like the girl was totally not even there. Yeah. And I was just like, hmm, okay. And then... In high school, so it was, you didn't know. You didn't. I know did you. know. I just knew that I was attracted to like the like the male part of. But the everything porn. that's been put in front of you is even the porn. Yeah. is a guy on girl. Right. You're dating because everyone else is. That's dating. That's what you're supposed to do. That's all. That's you see. normal. No God neighbors. wants it that way. Yeah. No friends had two dads or no. two two moms no. or anything like that. No. No. And then I remember walking in on a friend of mine. Uh, his dad was watching a porno and I walked in and he was jerking up on the couch and I was oh like, Oh my God. I was like, Whoa. 
And then I remember a friend of mine's mom had like Playgirl magazines, which is just trash. That is like, I mean, Brenda, Brenda, <laughs> just a stack of Playgirls. Brenda, but good for clean her. It up. But good for her. I want to. I want to. I want a mom out there just objectifying men. You yeah, know, just being like, what do that? And so I remember like going through the, her Playgirls and just being like, oh my god. And so it was just a lot. And then I remember stealing. I stole a magazine from like a Barnes and Noble when they sold porn magazines. Still. And I stole one and like hid it in my room, and um, like it didn't even like come to my uh, like thought that like my parents could have gone in there at any point, and like there was no good hiding space. Like it was just like yeah. under the bed, you yeah. know, not even like in the mattress. It was just under the bed, like, yeah. and they never found that. And um, so they they there was no there thing was no from your parents like oh we think Justin's gay or and so, there had to have been like okay so jump to I'm 19 years old. I had finally come out in college and, um, you know, outed, really, and then went... Um, but isn't place like college a place where, like... So when I moved to L.A., like, I was like, oh, I can't wait to move to L.A. Because yeah. I can become what I want. Whereas wherever you grow up is kind of like you are just it's like not a victim of circumstance but you're like a product of what you grew up around but when you move away from it you're like oh no one knows me right i can be the guy that's into this i can be into this i mean i could have well, done that's that part of the reason why i moved out here i'm sure like i was just kind of like all right i did this i did texas it was fun i had a great time whatever i was never like bullied or beat thanks up. guys yeah bye thanks, guys texas yeah i'll see you later see you later have fun with your kids um but um yeah it was just kind of um, when I did come out, it was just kind of, it was still kind of like naughty and taboo. And like, I remember I would go to Dallas and there's just a fantastic, um, it was called the village station, but now it's called S4 and they have this thing called the Rose Room and you go upstairs and you just surround yourself with these like amazing local drag queens like Crystal Summers and Whitney Page and Cassie Nova. I mean, these are all Maya Douglas. Like these are all like just legends and you're like, wow, these are girls that have been doing this before like it's they were they've been doing it way longer you know what i mean so it was just that was my first experience with like drag and like being like oh my god this is i'm obsessed with this this makes sense it clicked because it had that element of like fantasy and like showmanship still yeah and then and it's also like uh I mean, now I, I know that way more straight people go to drag and go oh, to yeah. drag shows. I went to an amazing one with my brother on, on uh, in P-Town. Oh, which this, one? Uh, I can't remember I love P-Town. She, cr- she was... I'm telling you, bro. I sat there... Varla went, Jean Merman? Huh? Varla Jean? No. What'd she look like? Uh, she was bigger, brown hair. She was... F- f- dude, some of the best jokes I've ever heard. I'm like... I looked at my brother. I'm like, she's unbelievable. He's like, I know. Like, I was laughing... It was Is it Bianca Del Rio? No, it was like an Italian kind of name. I'll find out. I'll find Italian. out for you. I just remember being blown away. My brother was like, you got to come see her. And I was like, all right. And we went. And I didn't know what to expect because I'd never been to a drag show. Uh-huh. And this was more about the comedy than it was about doing something. Was it Miss Richfield, 1980? No. no? Uh, oh, God, no. I want to know. I love I mean, P-Town. You, you, you mean, oh, yeah. It's, um, it's great. unbelievable. Magical. It is. It's Beautiful. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, God. Oh, but I was oh, gonna, so what yeah. I was gonna say is that like so drag to me, at least from like how it's depicted is like not only is it something that you're like oh yeah this makes sense, but it's like a place like we do this here like yeah. this is a place for us to come so we can like talk about the ultimate form of expression, especially when you're like not able to just be yourself because everywhere you turn it's not anywhere you know what i mean so then to go to like these clubs that like have drag going on it's got to be like a oh fuck yeah i feel like comfortable it's yeah and unfortunately it's kind of changed in the past couple years because it used to be just like oh my god yes this is a safe space i can i can run around i can twirl i can be stupid you know and now you look over you go to these bars and it's just littered with just bachelorettes. Oh, yeah. And they have their dicks all over them. Just, you know, their veils and they're just shit-faced. And one of them has a shoe. Yeah. Just a shoe. Just one. Just yeah. slopping around. They want to get up. They want to just... They want to, like, 
touch the drag queens and like yeah. I'm getting up on stage and dancing with them. And it's like sit the fuck down, Kathy with a K. Yeah. And they and you know, they just don't know their place. And it's just like, you know, the straights have kind of taken over like, oh, let's go laugh at the drag queens. And it's like, mm. I'm like, no, you gotta tip them. You gotta tip the drag queens, you know? Yeah. Um what was that? But I mean, that's how it is. I, I want to know. Was that the box theater that used to have great drag shows? Which one? Ace Here? Of, Ace of Clubs or King of Spades. <laughs> what am I, a card deck? Yeah, I don't remember. Wait, oh, you want to know where a good drag queen show is yeah. in LA? There's um, one of my, uh, uh, the one on Mickey's. Mickey's has a good one. And then, um, I mean, they're all over. Those bitches are working everywhere. Um and I mean, there's Hamburger Mary's too, but, um, anyway, you got to Dallas Dallas. Yeah. Well, when I came out, people were like, Oh, when are you going to come out to your parents? And I was like, here's what's going to happen. So how did you come out? Did you just like start, you finally start hooking up with dudes? I mean, were you hooking up with dudes in high school too? No. Jeez. Then I, then I found out that like all the guys from high school were like, like uh, one of the guys who bull, not bullied me, but he kind of gave me a hard time in high school. He came out as gay. And so I actually met up with him like a couple of years ago and he was like, oh yeah, you know, me and the guys, we were like jerk off in the, in the, in the locker room together. And I was like, and no one told me, <laughs> I was like, God, I and had to like, find out on my own. straight as fuck. Oh. So then, um, you know, I, I, I came out to myself when I was 19 officially and then people were like well when are you going to tell your parents and so 20 went by then 21 went by and I said well here's what's going to happen I'm going to turn 21 and I'm going to tell my parents over margaritas I was like that's that makes sense right uh-huh. get a little drunk and just tell them <laughs> and um, so we went to this restaurant my mom and my sister and I and I remember sitting there and I was like okay I'm going to do this and I was, my mom's like two margaritas it was his birthday last week and I'm like oh shit here we go and the waiter came over and the waiter was so hot oh my god I, oh, so hot. And I was just like, you know, in public. My, my butthole just clenched up uh-huh. in public. My sister's with me and my mom. And this guy is just blatantly like flirting with me. But like, he's like, and for you? And I'm like, oh, you know, I'll have a frozen margarita. And he's like, salt or no salt? And I'm like, salt's fine. He's like, yeah, I bet. I'm like, ah, okay. <laughs> and so then he leaves. And my sister. Like, so nice. Oh, no. My sister was like, the waiter's so hot and I was like yeah I know and she goes I think he was like flirting with you and I was like really you don't say so right you know and then my mom just looks at me and she's like are you gay and I'm like yeah yeah and she's like I knew it I knew it okay okay and then my my sister was the one who was like, ah, I wanted to be an aunt. And she's crying bitch has four kids now of her own so I'm like there you go yeah um I and mean, then, did you just was that it with your mom or did you guys talk about it? We really didn't talk about it. Um my brothers were young, so that was a little hard because they were I think they were like in middle school going into high school and that was the time when everything was gay. Yeah. Like everything oh that's so gay, bro. That's fucking gay. Yeah. And it kinda hurt my feelings because I was like, Can we like not tell them to talk this way? Yeah. Like, oh, they're just being kids. I'm like, no, but like that's really offensive yeah. and like not cool. And you should be parents. Yeah. And tell them not to say things like that. But they didn't even know you. They didn't even know. They didn't even know. And so yeah, my mom told me she was like, You can't tell your brothers because then they'll disown you and i was like wow thanks for that positivity so then and then my stepdad um uh you know we he had a huge problem with it and you know we're we don't talk really because even to this day huh even to this day i mean we went no well you talk but he's it's just we just have nothing in common and it's just you know it's that's just how it is i'm okay um and then my biological father he doesn't talk to me either so father's day was fun this year um (laughs) there wasn't one there was one um but uh yeah so you know my mom's been very supportive of me um now you know my uh stepdad you know believes that um i'm not as famous as i should be because i'm gay so i'm like okay cool interesting take (laughs) It's just so weird. It's just so bizarre. Like, I'm like, I'd rather just be like my authentic self and I don't care really. Yeah. And by the way, I know people 
that are gay. Yeah. That aren't out publicly oh, me too. gay. Yes, and we will talk about it and, after this. <laughs> and, yeah. And they're very famous. Yeah. You know what else they are? Fucking tormented miserable. Yeah. and miserable yeah. and can't stand and alcoholic. Yeah. And uh, constantly, constantly, constantly probably regretting their life, the fact that they just... And that always blows <sighs> my mind because I... I First of all, it's 2019. Second of all, I feel like... But we're going to be saying that in 2025. We're going to be saying that in 2036. It's 2036, guys. I mean, <laughs> come on. Can we please... God, can we just harvest moisture already? Um, that was a Star Wars reference. <laughs> I mean, that's tight. Um, but also, it's like, if you came out, like you would have a completely different audience. You would have a whole group of people embracing you and loving you. And you'd get to be like the Grand Marshal of like every pride in the country. Not and they're like, that, what a hero. You could also... Make more money? No, I don't care about the do money. Do more things? Be happy? Uh, how about... Love the one you want to love? Make people that are maybe not as uh, accepting right. of gay people see it in a different light. Like, oh! The person who I love and think is the best is gay? Right. That maybe changes. It, I know, you know... It's like that Ellen syndrome. That's what I call it. The Ellen DeGeneres syndrome, where it's like, when Ellen came out, people were like, Witch! She's a witch! And then, like, she got her talk show, and now everyone's in love with Ellen. I mean, you just see, like, all these Southern people who are just like, Oh, Ellen, I just love you. I don't agree with you, but I love you. You know what I mean? So that's what I always... Or, like, these Southern people are like, Oh, gay people are the worst. Oh, I love Ellen, though. And you're like, but wait, Ellen. what? <laughs> so weird. She is something. You know what I noticed about you the other night on stage? You do great characters, dude. Thanks, Yeah. I mean, but I've never, I never noticed it till the other night. But it's not like you always drop into characters or yeah, anything no, like that. Yeah, no, it just kind of You comes, never did impressions, right? Well, I, I've always kind of just had characters and voices in my head. Yeah, but you, you drop know? into them and like everything changes with it. Like you see the person. Oh, okay. You know? Yeah. Like I, I was, I was taken by it because, you know, you know comics that do characters as yeah. character comics and yeah. then but you i always just see as a stand-up and then you start doing i'll just these jump things, in a, like, like this, whoa this yeah this persona is that from doing that must be from doing theater i think up. so yeah. yeah it's like like i'll get i'll get like a character description in my head and then i'll just kind of like mold it yeah like right now i'm obsessed with um um gypsy rose from the act do you know that little munchausen by proxy girl what is it <laughs> the little it's the little girl who killed her mom she got online and she like met the boyfriend online on like facebook and the mom had munchausen by proxy and was like poisoning her daughter and gave her a feeding tube it's like a couple years ago and why like, was she doing that just because she wanted to she was a, a crazy kid. woman yeah and she was just like getting attention and getting like money like people felt sympathy for her yeah and so she just kept like poisoning her daughter and they made a documentary on hbo and then they turned it into a show with patricia arquette oh and, um, yeah that's what it and is. joey king i think her name is but I'm just obsessed by that. And so, so I. So, in real life, the yeah. daughter then kills the mother? The daughter found a boyfriend because the daughter's like. The daughter, first of all, thinks she's like 16 years old. Turns out she's like 40. No. <laughs> like, like, didn't know when her birthday was. But she's like not 40, but she's like 22. Yeah. Yeah. So she's like, I'm. And so she has this persona where she's like, Mom. And she talks like that. And I'm obsessed the way. And it just makes me laugh. She's like, Mom. Can I go outside and have some oxygen today? And she's like, oh, Gypsy, not with those little bird lungs of yours. Like, it's just the weirdest thing. And that's, and how long this woman did this till the girl was how old? She, yeah, like since she was like a child. And now the, and now Gypsy is in prison until, I guess, I, I think she got like a 10 year sentence. So she'll be out maybe how? In, the, in the next couple of years. She didn't kill her mom. The boyfriend did. So the boyfriend has life in prison. But, but how does she even get 10 years? I would have been like, jury, she fucking... I know. She's been poisoning She's been poisoning. Me. Yeah, that's what's, that's what's messed up. It's like, she put in a feeding tube that I did not need. She said that, like, sodas would kill her. Like, like the doctor's... The doctor's... Um, what is it like oh here's her doctor's notes or whatever i mean it was literally like a binder full of things and in the in the in the hulu show the doctor kind of is like she's actually fine she's just being told that she's not fine yeah and like what did they what did she tell her daughter that she had oh everything it was everything yeah she had her teeth pulled out and then she like got like 
veneers put in. She was, it's really messed up, but I'm so fascinated by it. I mean, it's it really sounds weird. insane. It's insane. It's really Is that good. girl getting any money on this Hulu show? I don't know. I don't know. That's the thing. But it was just recently um, let out that they're getting engaged. Him and that. Him and the him and no. the killer. Yeah, because I'm like that girl's got to come to her senses. Girl, well, you're getting out in a couple years. Geez. That guy's never getting out. Well, I mean, you know, you've never. Well, been she's able... used to eating mercury. I don't know if she can ever come to her full senses. <laughs> That's a good point. I, did that do? Did that do like? permanent effects on her uh what do you mean like the like the whatever yeah whatever she was giving her i'm sure oh yeah she was getting sick you know and she also used it like to control her like so like you know because she was getting older and she was like feeling hormones happening and like she got her period and all that stuff so the mom would be like oh no you're dying and like oh it's so weird it's so weird but i remember like seeing a talk show or something with the two of them on it and i remember it and i just cannot remember the show it was but i remember seeing them on it and they're like and she just played the part she was just like my mom says i'm the best and you're just like wah and she's like balls with a little barrette my halloween 2019 costume is going to be sick (laughs) (laughs) do you go all out on halloween oh yes well what's your go-to what was last year oh last year i didn't go out i was busy because i was taping the dance show oh yeah because we actually had to like our tape day was halloween and i was so mad i remember telling the producers i'm like well can we dress up and they're like, no. And I'm like, but it's Halloween. And they're like, and you're grown. Yeah. So and, and you're an adult. <laughs> and you're so. an adult. So and I was like, but the audience, the audience can all dress up. And they were like, this isn't like, you know, what's my line or what it was. This isn't. Let's make a deal or whatever. They're like, they don't dress up. We're not airing this till 2036. <laughs> exactly. They're like, no, we're taping this now. You can't be in costume. So I went as like Michael Myers or something. That was stupid. But this year, what, what are your highlights? These? These are caramel? No, one's oh. the best <laughs> caramel. <laughs> caramel sunset. Oh, God. What are my highlights of what? Yeah, Halloween? Like of Halloween costumes. Like, what's been your... Oh, my best? Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, I went as Joan Crawford in college. Ooh. Dating women. <laughs> I mean, the red flags. We're everywhere. I went as Winona Ryder um, a couple years ago. From who? From Stranger Things. Tight. But remember when she got the SAG award and she was all weird? Yeah. And they did a meme of like the pizzas in front of her. So yeah. I had like coat hangers with like pizzas oh, and I was just shit. like looking around the whole time. Won the costume contest. You did? Uh, where, oh, yeah. Where? Oh, yeah. It was at uh, Michael Rosenbaum's party, which was so fucking fun. Um, and then I've done, I went as like, like an anime merman. I went as Hurricane Sandy. When Hurricane Sandy happened, I was... Because, you know, I was. <laughs> that's what you do. I was Sandy from Greece with, like, shit all in my wig. It was oh, that's pretty tight. funny. Um, I like those crossover yeah. creative ones where people have to take a second and be like, oh, yeah. Yes, yes. Um, I went as, like, an old, creepy lady with a mask i like hiding i like halloween i like the spooky aspects well yeah of you like drag you like you i know, like horror halloween. films yeah. horror films are my jam i never got into i like halloween or i liked it for a candy and like going out and like one of my first sexual experiences happened on a halloween night in eighth grade oh my god why are you like a like a friday the 13th person right now <laughs> i didn't fucking attack don't someone. lose your don't know but don't lose your virginity on halloween on halloween yep um but then, like when I, I remember moving to LA, like there would be Halloween parties, and I was yeah. like, I'm not getting dressed up. I don't. So like, I was the laziest Halloween guy. Were you? One year, I put on black pants, a black turtleneck, a black hat, oh, and then I took ashes out of the out of the fireplace and mixed them with water, and I just went as a cat burglar. I'm like, yeah, I'm just a burglar. I'm sorry, but where are you getting ashes out of a fireplace? We had a fireplace in LA. Yeah, you couldn't get like black makeup. You're just oh, because no. that's offensive. So if you're like I'm at their ashes. Thank you. Dia de los Muertos. Yes. Um, and then another year, I was like, someone's like, you gonna come to that party? And I'm like, I don't know. And they're like, come on. I'm like, all right. And they picked me up, and I had on flip flops with a beach towel like around my waist. So you went as Steve. I went as crazy beach guy. And then I just had a visor on and a tank. Someone goes, what are you? I'm like, crazy beach guy, dude. I'm like, this is the best you got. And like now we have kids and and our friends crazy will like beach. Guy. We'll show up for Halloween, and they're all dressed up, and they're like, you're not dressing up? I'm like, no, I'm not dressing up. Oh, 
and like the parents that like go out with the kids all dressed up and I'm like this is for them I'm yeah. not I'm not dressing up they can they dress up one of my favorites was I went as Buffalo Bill from Sounds of the Lambs oh yeah and I had on like the, the silk robe and then I had I actually did the tattoos I had the wig I had a basket with lotion in it that I was mm-hmm. carrying around mm-hmm. and I had like pantyhose but I cut some of the wig and made I glued like the hair Pears. like I was tucking like doing you the mangina and I would yeah. walk around being like I'd fuck me and people were like no you did not <laughs> i'm like yeah I did. oh yeah had a dog yeah oh precious i had a friend I actually met my 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 first boyfriend in la at that halloween party it was crazy um speaking of that so then when you came out then were you living <laughs> at you didn't you never lived at home you moved to la after that yeah i mean i was yeah I moved, it was like 2005, I was, I was doing like summer stock in, in Lake Tahoe. And then after that, we moved, she and I moved You getting paid to, for that? Huh? You getting paid for that? Oh yeah, I got a whopping $100 a week. Oh, you bet. But they just put you up and you perform, but you're performing mm-hmm. how often, right? Yeah, we did. I mean, we did about like six, seven shows a week, maybe. I'm always jealous of people that like knew to do theater in high school and then did in college. I did like one thing in college and then moved to yeah. LA, but I it, never was trained as an actor. I well, guess. it just kind of worked out because it's like, you know, being an actor is just so hard out here. And I, I eventually would love, I mean, I've had some opportunities where I've, I've done some acting on like some TV shows and stuff, but nothing like a series or anything. Yeah. But I've also just like to talk to people. So I think that's where like my hosting kind of comes in. And um, you're also very quick, quickly funny, which is what you're doing with E. I mean, you have to be quick and react to things and write jokes on the spot. Well, that was my first writing gig was literally writing, you know, for Joan Rivers on Fashion Police. Yeah. Like I submitted a writing packet and they were like, okay, uh, yeah, uh, your first assignment's the Met Gala. And I'm like. Which is like the Super Bowl of fashion shows. Yes, no one gets hired off packets. So for the fact, it must have been a damn good packet because everyone gets hired. You submit a packet, but you yeah. know the director or you know the person or you know someone. No one just looks at a packet cold and gets work. Yeah. So it had to be a goddamn good packet. Yeah, you know? there was something. It was something there, and it was just like you know. And I always looked up to Joan as a kid because I just thought I loved that she was like so quick witted oh and, and I used to watch that show all the time. Didn't give a fuck. I loved no. it. And I, I really wish she was still around because I would love to see like what she would say about you know this administration, oh, you know, because she was she won Celebrity Apprentice, yeah. So it's like I would love to see like what she says about you know fashion and whatnot, like the Met Gala, like RuPaul not showing up in drag at the Met Gala. I would have like I would have loved her just to be like RuPaul put on a wig, you know. Yeah. Um. But that was my first writing gig, and I just real quick, yeah. I tell people all the time, I'm like, go back and just Google Joan Rivers, Johnny Carson. It's insane when, how when funny she, hosted? she was even when she was guesting yeah. just being on the couch there's one where she's on the couch and Johnny is like can't even can't even handle mm-hmm. how funny and irreverent she was yeah. and not even irreverent like just progressive yeah. like her jokes even if she did that if that was on TV today it would still be progressive because she's saying stuff that you just can't believe it's so funny well and it also cost them their relationship yeah. Because she got her own show and Johnny Carson never talked to her again. Yeah, and he is the one who got her to lose her show, didn't he? Yeah, he was just, yeah, he was well, just. Well, he said like, she could never work at this network or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, he got her banned. Yeah, because she left and wanted to do her own thing. And he was like, but she's a woman. Is yeah. that what it was? Because she used to guest host his show. Well, it was he was a threat. It was like oh, it was a woman's. Yeah, yeah. I think he was he, like intimidated. It was the it was the control. Yeah, it was the control. You can do my thing, but don't do your own thing because yeah. you're a woman. You should know your place. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that was my first writing gig for that. And then I went over to Melissa's house, and Joan was there, and we all sat around, and you know, I'm, I'm the craziest thing for me was when they were like. Um, Joan, this is Justin Martindale. He's one of our writers for today, and she goes, "Oh, I know Justin," and I was like. You do? Because I had never met her, but I was yeah. like, I bet she like looked you up. did her research and stuff. So that was cool. And then like I was testing over at E. Um, I, it was, I remember it was Sarah Tiana and Jessime Peluso and um, um, Justine Marino was there. And we were all testing for some show that surprisingly never 
got picked up and uh she was walking down the hallway and and i remember uh her assistant was like oh hey i was like hey do you want to say hi to joan real quick and i was like sure and i was like hi have you been and she's like oh it's so good to see you and like hug me i got this amazing picture with her and then it was like a week or two after that she died oh man it was crazy and then she think i thank god um but like i used i used that style that writing that style and interpret and incorporated that into my stand-up on stage yeah. because it's like yes it's not an acting gig it's not a theat- theatrical performance but there's a little mesh in between that's the stand-up yeah of course so you know what's funny is the fact that she said oh i know justin because you know that she definitely did research on you yeah is as stand-ups and sh- there's no like more authentic stand-up than joan rivers was yeah is we do all the work on our own. We we're the only person. If we don't, if a joke doesn't go well, there's no one to blame except us. Right. You can blame the audience if you want. You know where people do. I that. love that, and I know who you know, who you know I'm thinking about right now. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, but yeah, uh, we don't blame they were the terrible. audience. Uh, yeah, trash. But like you know, there are. I mean, I think I've maybe had in the last ten years four nights where I was like, no, that's the audience. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, early on, you're like, I, they, they were terrible because you just don't know what else to make sense of. But um, Well, sometimes it's the lineup, just to clarify. Sometimes it's the order of the lineup yeah, because the line, like, I think even it was like Saturday, we were like, what? Yeah, it was a shocking, weird way to, to, <laughs> we're like, to, Wait, what's happening? to line everyone. Yeah. But <laughs> I had a, a super famous comic that I got, I got called one time from the improv and like, hey, can you open for so-and-so? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, all right, cool. Um, and then I, so I'm at the improv and that super comic comes walking down the hall and I go, Hey, how are you? And they're like, good. He goes, Oh, he goes, I loved your, uh, Ferguson set by the way. Oh, cool. And I go, Oh, thanks man. He goes, yeah, it's great to have you on that bit you did about the, uh, what's it called? It was really funny. And And I was just like, and I was just like, "Yeah." yeah. And I was like, Oh Yeah. Because we do research, because we work, mm-hmm. because we want a good show, because we know when we make a lineup, they asked if I could do it, which means he okayed it because yeah. he wanted to make sure his lineup fit what he was going to do. Of course. And then right before he was going on, they said, hey, will you do three minutes in front of him because he needs a little time? So I go, yeah. So I do three minutes and then he gets on stage. Just such a weird amount of time. Well, he just needed, like, because there was two other comics on the bill. Oh, You know what I mean? I hosted. Okay. So I did the three minutes, and he was in the room for it the whole time. Yeah. And then when he got on stage, he talked about me and my stand-up for, like, a solid two minutes. And uh, then I'm, like, standing there, and everyone's dying. It was hilarious. And then he goes, are you back there? I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm right here. And he goes, you okay with all this? I'm like, I love this. Yeah, so yeah, do yeah. this all night. But that's what we do as comics. We yeah. care more. That's why, like, when we go to audition or, like, work on something and people aren't professional, you're like, what are you guys doing? Yeah. You know how much work we put into where we are in our life? That, and I'm such a, I am such a stickler for that now where it's like I always show up on time. Yeah, I always show up on time. I'm, I was here early today. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, and I left from, you know, NBC Studio City or, or yeah, Studio not City. only that we planned on one. You told me I three one, days. Let's make one thirty. Just to be safe. Just to be safe. And then you got here before one. And then we got yeah. I wrapped. and you let me know will that be okay? Yes, yes. I like you're taking consideration for going, other people. Yeah. yeah, I mean, God forbid. You, you know? know, good lord, but, what an ass! You know, and that's and that's what I that's what I do now. It's like now I'm on the road with you know a great comic who I never in a million years would have thought that I would be going on who? the road with Jim Jeffries. Oh, so dude. opening for him, yeah. So we've been. He called me up and was just like, "Hey, because we're friends, we met we met at the um, goddamn comedy jam like six years ago. Haven't done it since, and um, <laughs> and." Uh, he was on it and we kind of clicked and uh became friends and uh he would pop up he would pop in at the store every now and then when i was there and we would just kind of like hang out and whatever and yeah we hung out like christmas eve or something last year which yeah. was some mexican restaurant and uh he hit me up on the phone he was just like do you want to do you ever like go out on the road and i'm like yeah i've done it before and he's like well do you think you'd want to come with me and i'm like 
Are you kidding me? Yes. Yeah, yes. So, you know, I've had these great opportunities this year. I like played at the Grand Ole Opry in Tennessee. I got to walk on that stage, which was iconic. And my mom was in the audience and no. did a set. And, you know, we've done Baltimore and Minneapolis. But it's just great because I just feel like I look at all these other comics, these heterosexual dude bros who, you know, take these other heterosexual white bros with them and it's just nice to know that it's like this is my friend who's straight who's taking me on the road he doesn't feel threatened we have a very fun dynamic he and i play up like play so well off each other and he's just enjoyable to watch and he's opinionated and he's got a strong head on his shoulders yeah Yeah. i love him and he loves to take angles at things and yeah and and approach it and be sensible right 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 you know but you have you know you do a lot of that in a way that's just not as you're not taking politics the way he does or taking you know i say a lot of things by not saying them yeah like i like if you ask me something i'll just like i'll make a face and you can my face gets me in so much trouble but you also tell stories really well which is a way to like uh you know take on something like gun gun laws but putting it into the context of a story from like that medieval um ren fest the ren fair that you were yeah the ren fair that you were talking about on stage so <laughs> what a trash heap but so much fun yeah take your kids to the ren fair i i went to one when we shot that show best bars and i was just like wow this is intense it's so intense People are intense here because they love to get they're in character and then they start drinking yeah. And then when the mead kicks in, everyone is DTF down to fair. Like they are ready to go. It's crazy. Just boobs are out. Falcons are landing on people's arms. It's so messed up, but so much fun to watch. Um, well, this has been great. Buddy. It was. I appreciate yeah. it. And, um, Way fun. We're going to watch your show when it, when it comes out. <laughs> when it comes out i mean it's 2036 at least you, you have know? a show to wait till that one comes out yeah so yeah watch it what um, the fashion on e what the fashion what, what the fashion what the fashion yeah thanks buddy you bet <laughs>